Exodus 23. You shall not spread a false report. Don't join your hand with the wicked to be a malicious witness. You shall not follow a crowd to do evil. You shall not testify in court to side with a multitude to pervert justice. You shall not favour a poor man in his cause. If you meet your enemy's ox or his donkey going astray, you shall surely bring it back to him again. If you see the donkey of him who hates you fallen down under its burden, don't leave him. You shall surely help him with it. You shall not deny justice to your poor people in their lawsuits. Keep far from a false charge and don't kill the innocent and righteous, for I will not justify the wicked. You shall take no bribe, for a bribe blinds those who have sight and perverts the words of the righteous. You shall not oppress an alien, for you know the heart of an alien since you were aliens in the land of Egypt. For six years you shall sow your land and shall gather in its increase, but the seventh year you shall let it rest and lie fallow, that the poor of your people may eat, and what they leave the animal of the field shall eat. In the same way you shall deal with your vineyard and with your olive grove. Six days you shall do your work, and on the seventh day you shall rest, that your ox, your donkey may have rest, and the son of your servant and the alien may be refreshed. Be careful to do all things that I have said to you, and don't invoke the name of other gods, or even let them be heard out of your mouth. You shall observe a feast to me three times a year. You shall observe the feast of unleavened bread, Seven days you shall eat unleavened bread, as I commanded you at the time, appointed in the month Abib, for in it you came out of Egypt, and no one shall appear before me empty. And the feast of harvest, the first fruits of your labours, which you sow in the field, and the feast of ingathering, at the end of the year, when you gather in your labours out of the field, three times in the year all your males shall appear before the Lord Yahweh. You shall not offer the blood of my sacrifice with leavened bread. The fat of my feast shall not remain all night until the morning. You shall bring the first of the first fruits of your ground into the house of Yahweh your God. You shall not boil a young goat in its mother's milk. Behold, I send an angel before you to keep you by the way and to bring you into the place which I have prepared. Pay attention to him and listen to his voice. Don't provoke him, for he will not pardon your disobedience, for my name is in him. But if you indeed listen to his voice and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy to your enemies and an adversary to your adversaries. For my angel shall go before you and bring you into the Amorite, the Hittite, the Perizzite, the Canaanite, the Hivite, and the Jebusite, and I will cut them off. You shall not bow down to their gods, nor serve them, nor follow their practices. You shall utterly overthrow them and demolish their pillars. You shall serve Yahweh your God, and he will bless your bread and your water, and I will take sickness away from among you. No one will miscarry or be barren in your land. I will fulfill the number of your days." I will send my terror before you and will confuse all the people to whom you come, and I will make all your enemies turn their backs to you. I will send the hornet before you, which will drive out the Hivite, the Canaanite, and the Hittite from before you. I will not drive them out from before you in one year, 
lest the land become desolate, and the animals of the field multiply against you. Little by little I will drive them out from before you until you have increased and inherit the land. I will set your border from the Red Sea even to the Sea of the Philistines, and from the wilderness to the river. For I will deliver the inhabitants of the land into your hand, and you shall drive them out before you. You shall make no covenant with them, nor with their gods. They shall not dwell in your land, lest they make you sin against me. For if you serve their gods, it will surely be a snare to you. Once again, there's so many things here, we just have to pick a few to talk about. It starts at the top by saying, amongst other things, that you shall not side with the poor in a, you know, like a justice system, a justice uh, you know, in a court case. In other words, if you've got uh, you know, a poor person, say steal something from a rich person, the poor person's done the wrong thing. So you're supposed to be unbiased. And even if the person's poor and they actually needed the thing they stole, justice still needs to be done. But at the same time, you don't side with the rich either, and it says that later. And um, then it talks about one of the things it mentions here in this chapter is Sabbath rest. It says that you shall work six days and then rest on the Sabbath. It says you and your son and your servant and your donkey. And so here we've got something interesting. Even the servants and the animals are required to rest. And um, I remember reading about the great shearers strike here in Australia in the uh, in 1891 and, and shearers were not, no, they were being worked to death and not being paid properly, kind of like slaves. And, um, and you know, they were demanding rights. And, you know, there's a whole movement all around the world of unions, you know, demanding rights. And we go back to the Bible and we find that way thousands of years ago, God is saying, even the servant must have a day of rest, <laughs> even the animal. And I just think people come up with their ideas, but God thinks of them first. It's great. And so it just shows that in the mind of God, people who worked as servants or people, the poor who had to work, they were still people and they still needed to be treated properly. Now we get to an interesting thing there where it said that, not, that the names of other gods should not even be mentioned. I don't know if you heard me saying that. And um, a few weeks ago when we were we were doing Exodus chapter 10 and I had talked about the 10 Hebrew plagues, the, the 10 plagues on Egypt. And I had said that they were, each plague was targeted against an Egyptian God. And I actually named the 10 gods in a video. But that video was lost. There was a, a mistake with SD cards and other things. And I had to re, redo that, that episode. And as I was contemplating, I realized that maybe maybe God didn't want me to say the names of all those gods. So I just uh, mentioned that there were these 10 gods and um, but didn't go into the, all their names. And then I've got to studying this chapter Exodus 23 last week and I saw this command, thou shalt not even mention the name of any gods. And I thought, wow, it's, it's incredible that there's something, there's some, a key thing here. God doesn't want us going around talking about false gods and, and putting our focus onto them. There are times definitely in the Bible where the names of other gods are mentioned, um, specifically Baal and Moloch, these two gods that were in the land of Canaan. 
and they were so despicable and so evil that they're only spoken of in very negative terms. No one ever, no one seems to, to admire them in any way. But there are a lot of other gods that just don't get mentioned. And I think the, it seems pretty clear that the Lord doesn't want us to go digging up their memories and digging up their names and contemplating them and learning about them. Let's just keep our attention focused on Christ. And we can, look, we can draw a lesson from that about the devil as well. The devil is real. The devil has his schemes. And there are times that we need to be mindful of them. But we really keep our attention focused on the Lord. And, um, and if, you want to, if you want to hurt the devil... The best way to hurt the devil is to keep your attention focused on the Lord because he can't stand it. So um, there's, a, there's an interesting, uh, just one little tiny command, and I'm just going to, just uh, it said, do not boil a baby goat in its mother's milk. And this one little command seems to kind of just be all on its own, like a loner in this whole chapter. It seems really, really odd and out of place. And I just wanted to ask, why do you think that this command is in here. <laughs> Was it a culinary suggestion? Is God giving advice for cooking? <laughs> uh, well, there's been a lot of, believe it or not, a lot of commentators have discussed this. And um, I found a commentator called um, Douglas, and he's written the New American Commentary on the book of Exodus. And this is what he said. He said that in Canaan, um, and this was the land they were going to go into. They hadn't got there yet. But in Canaan, the, um, the people, as part of their religion of, of worshipping of false gods, this is something they would do. They would boil a baby goat in its mother's milk. And uh, it was part of um, this, the worship of these false gods to encourage the land to be more fertile. And another thing they used to do was plant their fields with, with different crops in the same field. There, there were ways they would plant them in patterns or different things. And we'll come across that command later where Jesus, God says, do not plant more than one type of crop in your field. And so we see these things that don't make sense. But then you realize, well, hang on. These were things that they did in Canaan. And the children of Israel hadn't got there yet. But the Lord was putting these rules in place before they get there so that they won't start so they won't be tempted into following these other gods and these other religions so there are practices that on their own you might think are not evil or that does seem kind of cruel to boil a, a baby in its mother's milk that does seem pretty cruel but you know it's it's probably not immoral like to, it's not immoral to eat meat and it's probably not immoral to cook it in milk but um there are things around us in the world like this, I suppose, that don't seem bad in of themselves, but somehow by participating in them, we are drawn into the culture of the world. So is there anything like that in the world around us? And, uh, and I guess, you know, it, it could be things like social media and, and other things. It's not bad in of itself but it's certainly easy to be sucked into a whole area of world and life and living that just takes you away from God. So you have to be very careful about things like that. So Lord, help us with that. We realize that, that, that you gave these very specific commands to, these, to the Israelites in ancient times, but Lord, in our own modern times, there are things which don't seem bad, but they could very easily entice us into a whole way of thinking and living that doesn't please you. We don't want that, Lord. We want to be people that do please you. 
We want to be people that live for you. Help us, help us not to be enticed. Help us not to be caught up with the wrong company and the wrong crowd, but help us instead to be a good example for others around us. In Jesus' name, amen.